0: Hey bro, what's up? My name is Jeff Seats and I'm the creator of Bro Less Talk. Here on Bro Less Talk, we have cultivated a safe space for men to be vulnerable, honest, and open about the things that they go through on a daily basis. We will have special guests. We will have topics discussed that we can't normally discuss anywhere else. We're excited to have you on this journey with us. So Bro let's Talk. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so appreciative of you blessing us with your presence. I'm so I know that you're super busy. That's what you said. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you said. So I'm so grateful to have you here. Um, I want to give a little backstory on why I wanted you to come on. Okay. So when I started Bro Less Talk, I said I wanted to be a, a platform for men to be able to express themselves and to have somebody else that they feel can understand them. Okay, okay. And be able to say things that sometimes we can't say. Because I personally feel like there is, the in, in society, there is this stigma that men can't be emotional, we can't be vulnerable, we can't say certain things or we're gonna be looked at a certain way. And even, that's just in society when we step into church mm-hmm. you know it, it, a lot of stuff is taboo so mm-hmm. I came across your Instagram and I don't know how I came across it I think you were doing something with what is it elevate church or something Elevate, like? yeah okay yeah. so I seen that and I went to your Instagram and then I went to your TikTok, and something was just like that's somebody you need to talk to mm-hmm. and I'm not the type of person who likes to reach out to people uh-huh. like I am super quiet S-A. I yeah I, I don't I don't have many friends because I'm not a social person, but I'm just like, this is somebody I wanna talk to. Get into who you are, what you do in the church, Mm -hmm. and then we're just gonna take it from there. All right, so what's up, everybody? I am
1: Kamar, just a little boy from Cleveland that loves the Lord, uh, loves to serve other people and help other people grow and who they are even in their faith. Um, So, you know, one thing that I have a passion for, uh, is ministry. Ministry has been my heart uh, for a very long time. I grew up in a, a faith-based family, and a lot of people in my family are uh, people that take um, take lead in the church. And so I'm just the next generation that has took the mantle. Um, and it has been a it has been a rough road. It has been a rough um, rough experience. And I'll say it's been rough because when you know what you deal with, and when you know what you have. Uh, burden upon you it's hard to walk into what God has said about you or what he wants you to be and so uh I used to tell God no all the time I was always telling God no but one thing about God is that uh no matter what we feel or what we think he if it's what he wants he would chase you down until you get give him that yes and yes. so I just kept you know, saying no and I remember um this one event at my school we were doing revival, um and it was Know Your Worth. And so one of my teachers was like, You should preach. You really should preach. And I was like, Oh no, I'm not preaching. Um, I'll serve any anywhere else back up but I just didn't want to preach. I'll mind dance, but I don't want my voice to be heard. Right. Uh, because I just feel like I just didn't I didn't think I was called or qualified enough to do it. But the Lord really showed me after I preached that first sermon, which I still have it, um, and I just, just looking at it, it's just to show that he can use anybody Um, and a lot of times people think you have to have it all the way together and I'm not saying that you're supposed to be doing anything and everything but uh, when you are aware and you're trying your best to do your part, God will definitely do his part. So um, I serve at my church on the intercessory prayer ministry. Uh, Prayer is my firm foundation. Uh, I love to pray. I love to just enter into his gates for thanksgiving enter into his course of praise that is just me i'm a praise and worshiper at heart and i and i say that because that's the that's the very thing that sustained me and kept me uh insane or well, what mm-hmm. not insane insane not right. insane, no, right. but kept me sane uh from not being insane and so growing up that helped me uh just get closer to god reading my word uh, many people know that this is not an abnormal thing uh to be happening in my life my peers would say kamar you are called to be a pastor and i'd be like no i am not and I was, you know so yeah i serve serving intercessory prayer ministry and what else do i do i'm a youth leader at my church i do our marketing um and graphics and stuff like that um there's so many other things i do you know helping out with just Serving whether it's just something that comes up or you been like I'm always serving Whatever I, whatever right. way I can, you know, uh, that's just who I am. And I, I love what I do I love what I do because I believe that Without a title without any of that God blesses you just because of your faithfulness towards him and so I've just been faithful to uh, God and uh, Seeing what he's gonna do in my life and lately has it has been such a mind-blowing experience uh, because because I did what I did on social media, people have reached out all across. It touched me. and had me cry once, one day because it's like, God, I did what you told me to do and you show me that you are still in control, even if I feel like this is impossible for me to be doing right now. I just preached the other day, suffering is a part of God's will and god's plan for us um not to discourage us the but to build us up and strengthen us and i know it sounds crazy that god will have someone suffer but the bible tells us that the sufferings at the pres- at this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which will be revealed out of us so that helps me understand that when i do suffer i also have to uh take heed that there is a glory that will be produced out of every situation and everything i'm facing so when you come to christ there's going to be a um there's gonna be a a, a a time where you like, man, I'm holy. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I do cuss. I don't drink. I don't yeah. smoke. I don't do nothing. Go. I don't do nothing. And that, that eventually, might one day, might wear off. Yeah. And you like, you know, I'm ready to be a part of the world again.
0: Yeah. They think you get the Holy Ghost. They think you on the right side with God and everything. I just felt like everything. It didn't get worse. Mm-hmm. It just, it just started to all come to me
1: at once so i'm gonna say it like this I, i have to watch my word choice and the reason why i say i watch my word choice preferably because i've realized that i say stuff on tiktok and people ridicule me about everything absolutely every little thing i say and i'm never trying to be offensive i'm never trying to discredit a person or who they are i'm never trying to discourage a person or make someone feel like they're not valid as a human being everyone deserves to be valid um and to be respected at the end of the day so i respect those who are a part of the lgbtq plus um i do respect because okay. i understand the weight that it that it is especially as a christian yeah um i respect those who have made up in their mind that you know what this is who i am and i'm not changing i respect that i say that's your life and that's who you want to be and i have no i have no um no say so on it. I have no comeback to it. I have nothing because at the end of the day, a person's life is their life. And when we get to when we get to the to the moment where uh, we understand that we cannot change who a person is, and we cannot allow ourselves to force someone to be delivered, we'll be very so much okay. Okay, very much so okay. And yeah. so, um, for me, I dealt with it at a
0: very young age. And that's um, what I was going to ask. Where did where do you feel like it? Well where did it start? Now where do you feel? Because we uh, know. Oh uh, yeah, I know. So
1: I tell people all the time, people people in the church believe that a person chooses to be gay. And I tell them all the time that is not true. That is a false statement that people should stop making because that is not that is not even logical right to me that doesn't make sense to me because why would a person choose to be oppressed
0: just told somebody that that's that's crazy. yeah
1: yeah why would a person choose to be oppressed why would a person choose to be talked about looked at differently not chosen because yes. they're different why would a person uh, have to uh, be tormented in the mind why would i choose that for myself that's crazy why would i choose uh to have this 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 struggle where I'm not sure if I'm going to get married to a woman or have kids or have the family that I want in my mind. Like, There's so much that goes into it. So why would I choose this mm-hmm. when I know right now I feel like I lack more than I have, right? And so I tell people that I it started at the age of six um, and uh, I shared this on my TikTok so you can always go back there and look at all of the things that has happened over the last course of four or five months. But um, at the age of six, my mom uh, was on the phone with my teacher and my teacher had called her and said, uh, she was crying so bad. And she was saying how uh, the student had had me in a, a bathroom. There's a few boys that had me in the bathroom was calling me fag or mm-hmm. gay. Um, and they kept saying them, saying that to me or about me. And I kept telling them, my name is Kamar. I'm not gay, right? right? And so I kept saying that. So my mom called me downstairs and I told her what happened. And she was like, okay. Well, ever since that moment, that was when everything transpired. like." From the time I was in school at six, all the way up to like, like 17, 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I say 17, my classmates knew who I was. And at that time I was with a girl too. So okay. I had been in a relationship from 10th grade all the way to senior year mm. for two and a half years. So, And I wasn't messing with dudes, but I, I knew there was still something yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a fight. But I knew I also liked girls, so I loved that person. I really thought that was supposed to be my wife. I knew that there was something, there was a, there was a battle and there was a fight at the age of six. And ever since then, I was always being transferred to different schools because of my mom was always trying to um, make me feel comfortable. But yeah. I was always getting bullied. I was always getting talked about. People were writing stuff in my notepads and my but. books and stealing stuff for me and. Humiliating me in front of the class and from the friend groups and like stealing my stuff. It was a whole lot of stuff that would happen to me. And I sometimes was, was afraid to go to school. I was yeah. sometimes discouraged. I was sometimes angry. I would come home lashing out at home because I was angry with students at school. And I, a lot of times my mom was like thinking it was my father because he wasn't there. But it was not, I mean, yeah, I was mad about that too. I yeah. was mad about that because I wish, I'm like, maybe I would never came out like this if I had a dad, but... He 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 has come around and it ain't nothing changed. I mean, maybe it's too late. Yeah. But um it was never about the father, it was about the the kids and how it was like I could never be myself. Now, a lot of people like me. I think another issue was I was a teacher's parent too. Yeah. Like I was always trying to be the good kid because yeah. I already had enough issues. I don't want no issues with the teachers either. Absolutely. I need to be, I was a straight A student, I was smart as a whip. I think that was another thing. I was always number one in the class. Like you could not beat me. So yeah. um, I was smart. And I and that's, and
0: people that's don't like I mean. that either.
1: No, they don't like see the thing about it is, and what the enemy knows, what one thing that the enemy does is that. He likes to call us what he wants to call us. But a lot of times the enemy knows how to recognize who we are before we know who we are. Okay. And so he tries to attack the purpose that we have on the inside. He tries to attack our destiny. He tries to attack our mind. He attacks first the mind because we know a lot of times we make decisions within our mind. And a lot of times that's the wrong way of doing things. The Bible says we should guard our heart for everything flows from it. But. The enemy loves to mess with our mind. And so I've come to the conclusion that the enemy knew who I was before I knew who I was. And that's why he was always trying to come to attack the gift that God had already placed on the inside of me. I already been gifted before I even knew I was gifted. God had armed. The Bible says he has set us apart in our mother's womb. That tells me right there that I already had something special. There was an anointing on my life that I did not know about, but he knew because he's the one that created me. And so it gets to a point where the enemy is always using people to attack us. A lot of people that bullied me knew that I had purpose. Yeah. I probably didn't know it, but they knew it. And they seen it, and that's why they was always intimidated by who I was, because they seen the creativity that I had.
0: Where was God in all this? Like, Where, where was God playing that part in it? Were you obviously not as close as you are now? Um, Elevated. But where, where did God come in? You know what I mean? Um
1: well a song comes to mind and it says, God is the joy and my strength of my life. Like he really was like that. Mm-hmm. Like he was the strength of my life. And I think that I used to have to pray. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. Yeah. Um that's how I learned how to pray. I wasn't as good as I am now, I will yeah. say. I must say I'm a different prayer warrior now than I was before, but I knew how to quote a scripture if I need to have to call, if I had to call it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my praise and worship was like, that was what kept me. And I think because it kept me close to God, the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people right. or he inhabits the, he's enthroned off the praises of Israel, Psalms 22, I believe verse five. And I think that when, I gave him my praise from my heart, from really the heart part. Um, he understood that I loved him more than what I was facing, mm-hmm. and so I didn't. I didn't give that much um, um, much power to the things that I was facing because I trusted him. That's good. Um, and so it, it's a. I've been walking on faith and trust all my life. I didn't know when God was gonna set me free. I didn't know when God if if God was gonna deliver me. I yeah. didn't know if, if God was gonna. Take it away from me the thorn out of my flesh i didn't know anything i honestly didn't know because i was frustrated i kept praying about it at 11 12 13. like i'm struggling god i want to serve you but i won't serve you until you until you get this thing away from me and Mm -hmm. the lord would not let that be like i was always somehow a ministry i was a mind dancer praise dancer um i was uh, like i led that i did that like ministry at school in middle school elementary school high school like it was a lot of things going on and I remember still getting bullied in high school. But knowing who God was, knowing my word, knowing that I there was something on me, that like I hung around my grandmother a lot growing up. And so she was a traveler, and she traveled and preached sometimes, and I was okay. like her armor bearer. So I'm always close to my grandma, and I love her dearly because she taught me so much about being a person of faith. She's mm-hmm. a woman of faith, and so I always wanted to be a man of faith um, no matter what comes up. Like right now, I'm in a season where God will have to provide. Like, I'm not going to think he will, but he's yeah. going to have to. Because like, there's certain things that's not making a budget cut right now. <laughs> I'm You're like, God, familiar. what's going on? But yeah. I trust him to know that he's not going to leave me uh, empty-handed. So mm-hmm. I'm a man of faith. And so growing up, I just had to trust the Lord with all my heart, lean out to my own understanding. Uh, I, so I remember about to commit suicide because of homosexuality at 16 or 15 because I was frustrated. I said, God, I'm tired. I'm, I'm just not going to keep dealing with this. Um, and the Lord said, wait, there's more. And so when he spoke that to me, uh, I stopped crying. I was sobbing at that moment. I was like, wait, there's more. So there was a promise made and established in 2018 that I did not know about. I did not know about until 2020, but God had made a way. And I'll say that now because I believe that everything that we go through the bible says he works all things work together for our good and that is including the bad god will take the bad and the ugly and working for your good and then you'll be looking like man all the stuff i went through it worked for me you know yeah. what i'm saying the dirt worked for me um the mess worked for me and see one of my favorite analogies, i preached this one time well i never really preached it but i have it certainly in my so uh go and preach well what well here's it here's the thing A flower needs dirt in order to grow absolutely in order for the the flower is beautiful we love to see flowers we love the rose we love these flowers they're beautiful but in order for them to grow they have to be in a place that we may think is dirty but after a while, after you've watered it, after you've cried your tears, after you then waited patiently, after you've let it do what it needs to do, there's going to be something that is going to be produced that's beautiful, beautiful. at the end. And so we need, we need our dirt. I know we don't like our dirt, but we need our dirt. Just like that flower needs its dirt in order for it to go into that soil, we need that too. In order for us to blossom into who God called us to be because without the pain, you have no experience to tell someone this is what God brought me from. I want to experience God. Mm-hmm. I want to experience him. I don't want to be the person that I'd be like, "I don't know. I don't yeah. know how God is. I never experienced." Him. No, I want to be like, "Yeah, he he healed me. Yeah. He delivered me." He saved me like I want that. I want to know him on that level personally, not because of somebody else testimony, but personally so that when I tell somebody and if somebody asks me, why do you love Jesus? Well, I can tell you so much. I know too much about him, right? By personal experience. So growing up, that was the biggest thing for me. And so lately I've been on this this talk in which, you know, you found uh, on social media is homosexuality in the church because. The church has made me a little angry. They have made me angry with this topic. The way I have watched and seen people disrespect people that are Christians, that are homosexual, is very distasteful. I don't understand how we can call ourselves Christian, but we do not love each other accordingly to how God called us to. And so we have an issue. We have something that we need to, we need to digest quickly um, because the Bible tells us <laughs> love one another yeah. just as he loved us. And let me tell you something, just as he loved us means that when we said we was going to do something again and we did it again, he loved us. When we said we weren't going to go out and do what we did and kicked it and got drunk because out of our sober mind, he forgave us. Like there's so much even internal things like God has forgiven us. He showed us so much love. And so why can't we demonstrate love just like Christ loved us? And so I, I remember
0: what's up everybody this is jeff seats just coming on real quick to thank you all for tuning in every single week this year we plan to add a lot of different things to bro let's talk as we grow so with that being said the first thing that we're adding is business sponsorships What's that mean for you? That means that if you have a business and you want to promote it, you can pay to have your business promoted on every single episode that we put out there. How do you do that? All you have to do is email Talk one at gmail.com and we'll take it from there with you. Okay, let's get back into the show.
1: One Sunday, January 22nd, 2023, I had just came out of a depressive state. It was a whole lot. I won't share all that on the camera because it was a lot. I had actually longer hair than this, and I had a big afro, but I ended up cutting my hair off because I was stressed out, and I was depressed, and so really? I did that. And oh, so I wish
0: I could do that, but uh, nah. we're already struggling. We nah. ain't got time for that. You no, know, I had <laughs> cut my hair off,
1: and I, um, I'm i regrowing it out because I'm going to do it. I want to actually relax, but that's besides okay. the point. Uh, so I, I had cut off my hair. I was depressed, and the Lord told me, he was like, I'm a, So one Sunday I woke up. He was like, I'm about to shift your whole life. Like this is going to be the new. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what you talking about, God? Like what you talking about? And so I went to church and my bishop had preached a good word about uncommon people. Okay. I have to share it with you because it's really good. Yeah, I promise yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you would not, you would not be disappointed, but he preached to uncommon people. And then I went to a, a con, um, the, there was so much oil in the room. I was, mm-hmm. I had shouted, and then I was laid down, passed out. I was really trying to <laughs> catch my breath because I had shouted so much. I almost shot myself to heaven. Man, so
0: listen, and no. I laid down
1: the Lord then spoke to me again. He was like, this will be the week that I'm going to do something just basically different for you. And you're going to have to trust me. And I was like, think to myself, uh-uh, I don't know. I'm going to say, right. yeah, I'm going to give you my, it was a scary yes this yeah. time. Yeah. And so when you are actually about to walk into different seasons of your life, you're going to sometimes have a scary yes. It's going to still be a yes, but it's going to be scary because you don't know what to expect. God will do some things that I have not even thought of. So that's what he did. So the next Monday, the, the next day came. And somebody had commented on one of my oldest TikTok viral videos, and I was like, what is he saying? So he was like, are you gay? And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm shouting. I'm over here shouting. What does that have to do with the video? Yeah. It was a Christian. And uh, he just wanted to know what was I gay. And I was like, "What does? if I told you, yes, I am. If I'm not, what does that do for you? Mm-hmm. You know, like when people ask me, am I gay? A lot of times people are trying to figure out how they're going to handle me. Okay. How they're going to like talk to me, how they're going to if they're going to follow me or they're going to support me or are they really? going to like me. A lot of times people would ask that. And I know that to be a case because as soon as I answer his question, he got all offensive and he got mad with me and started calling me names even more. And then so the next morning I woke up on a Tuesday morning because that was Tuesday night. I had rebuttaled him. Next morning I had woke up and there was all types. All types of comments from Christians that was distasteful. So I woke up and I went on a rant, and I just talked talking about it. And I prayed first, and the Lord was like, "I told you, I was going to use you." Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't go off in a way where I was disrespectful to the church or Absolutely. to the people. But I definitely went off on a tangent because y'all not gonna keep this. Y'all not gonna bully me. No, no, you ain't gonna bully me because I'm anchored in the Lord. I, I will, I would I will cuss you out in the name of in the name of Jesus though. Yo, I will give you the right scripture at the right time. I've right. done that before, and I'll do it again. So I just did that, and um, it was it was it was a lot, and a lot of people watched it. Yeah. 64,000 sixty four thousand, sixty four thousand. Over 64,000, like, uh, views and people, the love, there was love that was shown to me. Yeah. But there was so much hate that was shown yeah. to me. My, my church found out. I was like, yeah, they're going to send me down. They're yeah. going to sit me down. I'm like, I already knew it was raps. I texted my bro. I said, yeah, so get ready to run the youth uh, ministry by mm-hmm. yourself because it's not happening. They're going to sit me down. And they didn't send me down.
0: I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Like, specifically, because I know I asked you, like, and your pastors let you. Um, so I'm glad that you kind of tied that back in because did they knew what you were dealing with? They didn't know. Okay. I, well, here's the thing. I believe they did
1: know. Okay. Th- they knew. Okay. They, I, it wasn't just, I ain't made it apparent. Like, I didn't okay. make it like, you didn't. You vocal, never sat down and talked to them about it. Okay. Well, I had a girlfriend for six months at my church. We went to church. Okay. Together. Now I loved her though. Right. But we were, so it wasn't a cover up. It wasn't a cover up, okay. no. And let me tell you something. If I have a girlfriend, it ain't never gonna be a cover up. Okay. That that was that would eat me up more than just because that's I don't what
0: know. A, a lot of people will feel like that. It
1: was a fear of mine that because I had just got a ratio out of, with her in June. Okay. And now that I'm talking about this publicly, I'm like they probably gonna think that she was yep. a cover up. I didn't want to really be with her. That's why oh, we're yeah. not together. Absolutely. We just wasn't compatible. Okay. I, I knew what my calling in ministry was She don't want to do, have nothing to do with ministry We discussed that She like this I can't be nobody first lady She was like You have a pastor She used to say this all the time You have a pastor's anointing She said But I, I can't be nobody first lady I don't want that And yeah. she meant that And I knew that there was something There was going to be a disconnect one day um, And I wasn't even thinking that far I used to tell her like, Don't worry about that Right now I'm just trying to fall in love with you yeah. I don't care about no ministry Ministry. Yeah. I mean I love ministry and I care about it But my house Your house is your first ministry Your, first, your right. family is your first ministry I mean, I loved her, but at the end of the day, we weren't compatible and we have to move forward. Uh, maybe it was the right season. I'm not sure. She with somebody else right. now at the church anyway, so it don't matter. Uh, but, uh, so really, it really don't really matter. Do you still go to that church? I do. Okay. I do. And it's okay. tough. It's rough, y'all. Yes, to go to a church with your ex and then see them with somebody else at the church. Oh, yeah, it's rough. I like Christian dating, though. I think I would never date outside because I can't be preaching to you about Jesus. You got to know how to bring the fire for yourself. I'm
0: sorry, cause I've like done that too. I, I cause yeah. I, I it too. I've done it where I'm not dating somebody out of yeah. church,
1: but like I realize that's not my cup of tea. Because if you can't cover me and I can't cover you, then we we lacking. Then you we're unequally yoked. Are. The Bible says not to be unequally yoked. I'm just being what I'm just doing what the word tells me to do. So with absolutely. that being said, I need somebody to know how to pray. I'm not saying you got to be a perfect person or a perfect prayer warrior. I'm not saying you got to be a preacher. I don't care about that. But you do need to know how to call upon the name of the Lord when, Absolutely. when it's time. If I'm on the in the, in the in the hospital, you need to know how to yes. call on God.
0: So, Okay, so since we touched on that, give me your opinion on if you fall in love with somebody that's outside of your beliefs. Do you feel that? Or when is that moment where you know I can't bring them over? Do you feel like you could win somebody over? To God. Absolutely.
1: So, our relationship is not going to end up to be both Christians. You might have one person that may be on the fence, mm-hmm. or may not know him fully, or may not practice what we practice, right? And that's fine. Maybe they haven't been there. There's so many people that don't know about Jesus. They don't mm-hmm. know. They don't know. They know something of him a little bit, of Easter or something like that, <laughs> but they don't know him. Man. So maybe it's your duty. And sometimes you can't be get mad, at even if the relationship do fail. Because maybe you was just assigned to that person for that season. Mm-hmm. So God plans and do things all types of ways. I've talked to people that now know Jesus. Yeah,
0: But we don't talk no more. But I did, my, I yeah. did what God had for me. I've been in that position where it's like, okay, God, I'm trying to shine a light. But I've also sinned with these people. So that kind of got tricky for me because it's like, well, now you have to come out of them. You have to, what's the scripture say, come out from among them? or Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um that makes sense. I had to se- I have to separate myself and it was just really hard because I'm like trying to preach God, I'm trying to tell them about God, I'm trying to tell them I changed my life or you know I'm changing my life cuz the people that party with us, me specifically, the people that I've sinned with, those are the people that it's hard the most hardest to win over because they're like, "Oh, well you're not perfect. You're still doing this. You're still doing that."
1: I don't know because so like when I came out okay. and I talked about it, my church knew okay. there were some ministers that was had my back. Okay. There were some ministers that had my back. They were down for me. They called me like I love you. You forever mine. You know, like you're yeah. part of me, right? And I appreciate that. Um, and I love them for that. Mm-hmm. I never felt any difference within how my bishop or my first lady treated me. They you know about it. That. Okay. I don't feel nothing, My I even talked to my bishop one time, he was like, um, he basically was like, you ain't say nothing wrong, and I think that how, he's even preached certain sermons that shows, he preached certain sermons sermon that shows, like, he understands people struggle with stuff, Yeah. but like I tell people all the time, my pre- bishop has preached some sermons that ought to make you want to change, so yeah. like, if you go to, to church the
0: sermons are supposed to Yeah
1: You're not supposed to be Going to church just to hear something yeah. You're supposed to be doing it too So I act upon what he used to preach on Or what he preaches on And so I never felt the difference The biggest part for me was Knowing that people know my business Yeah And being at church Like there's some people That I know that don't like me That, that are adults That don't like me like they won't speak to me, they barely say anything. They won't hug me because I probably they probably because think I'm of that, or I I think it was already an issue yeah. before that, but that even gave him more reason. Like yeah, he struggled with that too, yeah. and it may have always been that they just finally have known, they finally know now. Yeah. Some people see, so they probably call it a spirit. Like I'm yeah. the, uh, the homosexual, okay. they call it a spirit, so they probably don't think I should be in ministry, Jeez. so they have an attitude. They have attitude that I'm used, and I'm up there praying. I'm, but at the end of the day, I believe God has me in certain places at certain times just to prove to people yeah. that God can literally do anything. Yeah. Because one thing about it, when I open by my open up my mouth, God decreases me. It's not Absolutely. about me. He, he literally stands up in me and just starts to speak, and everything comes out uh, the way needs to come out. I, I have a time, I'm like, man, you pray, you
0: pray that yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But i be like, I'm Hey, that was a God thing. To, I don't know what, I think it might've been on your Instagram when you were praying you, I think you were opening up a service maybe. Um, and I'm like, Oh, this boy is going in. I love it. I, I, absolutely yeah, I, love
1: I don't, it. I don't take credit for that. But what yeah. I will say is, and I think a lot of times we keep, we try to remain humble. I'm definitely mm-hmm. humble in what I, I thank God for the gift because uh, he could take it away at any moment. But I will say is that I know when it's time to time to go, it's time to go and try to it's time to press in his presence. And mm-hmm. nobody can deny that. And I think what God wanted to do is show people what it looks like to be called and also what it looks like to struggle.
0: Okay. I and like so that. he
1: used me in a way to show this boy is still anointed. Yeah. He still has a gift. Y'all seen it before y'all even mm-hmm. know out loud what he was struggling with. Even if you didn't know, he didn't really confirm, but y'all yeah. seen it. But you also see his anointing so you cannot deny who he is and what god's called him to do and just let god do the work and so my i never felt the pushback i was embarrassed because i'm like oh god my ex probably gonna see this everybody's seen this
0: your ex and you had never
1: we had talked about it. She didn't oh, know, okay, cool. uh, too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's different when it's private in the public. Absolutely. It's a whole different thing. But I definitely Absolutely. was open about it. I never go into a relationship without somebody knowing. They need to know that. Because okay. if somebody brings brings something out the out the woodwork, yeah. because they want yeah, yeah, to get yeah it. yeah yeah. But since my business is already out on social media, nobody should be doing that. So if they want to <laughs> try, they can. <laughs> but it ain't letting you. Oh that we God. already know. So <laughs> right, it's like yeah. you try to try to do some exposing. On some some crazy let me tell you something. I'm gonna be like they already know I yeah. exposed myself. I did it for myself so um, Definitely that I never felt the difference what I will say is the next Sunday I went to church. I was embarrassed okay. I wasn't embarrassed. I didn't want to go to church that day I was embarrassed because I said these I didn't even want to shout. I didn't even want to dance. Yeah, that's how embarrassed I was but the Lord just let me know that this is he got my back and ever since he ever since I did it. He surely has had my back. I've had engagements, speaking engagements, preaching yeah. engagements, open doors, opportunities, money coming in, like all types of stuff. People, I'm, I've been mentoring people that, that are struggling. See, I think a lot of people in the LGBTQ community thinks that I'm trying to force people to change. That is not yeah. what I'm doing. Or forcing my religion on people, that is not what I'm doing. Or forcing Christianity or Jesus on people, I'm not doing that. What I am doing, I'm sharing the good news, but what I am also doing is helping those who want and desire to be changed. I'm not forcing nobody to be changed. Yeah. You don't want to, that's cool with that. I ain't got but for those who are like me that said I'm gonna change. I'm struggling, I'm still
0: in this, but I take it day by day. That part, that's the biggest thing I wanted to touch on is your. Okay, so we talked about you didn't choose this. So this is something that came. Or how would you how would you specifically say the origin of it was. Like specifically if we have to cut this down to a clip. I didn't choose it, but it just was something that was what? I didn't choose
1: homosexuality for my life as a lifestyle. It was just a normal um what is the word I wanna right, use? It's a
0: difficult analogy to come up with. I don't know. I I I feel the same way. It was just,
1: just like a heterosexual person is attracted to women, or you attracted to men. Yeah. It was the same thing for me. I don't know how to explain it. I'm just, this is who I was. This is, I can't explain it. I was just like, that's what I like. I don't know what else to tell you.
0: Okay. So as you said, you are, you're not here to change people. Mm -mm. You're here to encourage. Encourage. And I do want to
1: change those who want to be changed. Exactly. I I don't want to be like. You gay, come on, let's change, brother. Like, yeah, yeah, care yeah. about that. I don't Let that. them come to you. Yeah, and they they are and and are they? People. Come oh no, they they've been coming to me. They reach out to me. Yeah, and I, and, it, and like sometimes I go on TikTok live. They'll yeah. reach out and they and I'll just sometimes speak on it. I don't want to i don't want to incur, discourage someone and be like you have to change but yep. what i will do is shine to light like, like god can it's a journey god will it's a journey so I, like i tell people i'm not perfect i'm not perfect now i'm not gonna say i've been out here doing anything i've been clean y'all i, I feel like that's a reason to run now because i really <laughs> have been doing i ain't talked to nobody people been trying to come at me DMing me yeah. want me do all this and i just be like
0: that's hey the, i don't it want to because was...
1: the door takes it out he took the taste out of my mouth
0: really yeah I love that. That's what I want to talk about specifically walking out of it. Cause there's a lot of people that feel myself included. I've been there. This is just me. Yeah. This is where I'm going to be. Um, we've done, I was at a place where I'm just like, I've had so many people like hands on me. <laughs> I've had so many prophecies spoken to me that have come true about me, about my life, about my calling. Um, We've. I've been married. I've done so many different things, but it was, it was always still there. So at a point I got to where I was just like, I'm just going to do both.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing. The beauty of this is that it's a God work. And so nobody will be able to take credit for it. Okay. And what people have to understand is we got to stop delivering people, trying to deliver people, not saying that we can't, but we got to stop trying is when it comes to this, especially, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be specific to yeah. this thing. You can't deliver nobody. It's not your, it's not, you can be used, God can use you in a way to help someone or to like lead someone to where God wants them to be. But at the end of the day, God is going to have to do the work
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I pray that something that was said encouraged you, helped you, or gave you an insight to something that is going on within yourself. Until next time, make sure that you are following and subscribe to us on all social media sites. Okay. Stay blessed, stay encouraged. And until next time, have a good one.